0: And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We concentrate on NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. And guess what? Football is back. But there's some really, really great headlines to discuss this week because it's, it's full, packed full of a weekend with lots of sports. But today's subjects are going to be week one in the NFL. Of course, the Antonio Brown drama impressive Monday night games because they were back-to-backs and then the big uh, games that are coming up and for week two in the NFL but I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the host my name is Alex and go ahead and say something for them Muhammad
1: Hey, just want to say what's up to all the listeners thank you for listening and keep listening of course we have a couple different platforms
0: and we have our IG which is pretty funny Uh, there's up-to-date news about the Sports World, along with Twitter, our YouTube, and the main piece, the podcast. But we go straight into it with Antonio Brown. I will be a little long-winded in the first part, but I will promise I'll try to package this down because there is so much that has happened with Antonio Brown, the former uh, player who played for the Steelers. Let's just go back that far uh, for right now. But as of March of 2019... He was traded from the Steelers, which had nine seasons with that team. Uh, But Brown was traded to the Oakland Raiders and signed uh, a $30 million guarantee. Now, a lot of drama has happened going forward. Now, in in July of 2019, this year, Brown had a war of wars with his former quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. But... Very soon after, Brown entered a cryogenic, being a part of the Oakland Raider organization, because I can't quite say played, Brown entered a cryogenic machine without proper footwear and caused extreme frostbite. The next following month in August, in a little bit of early September, Brown filed a grievance with the NFL to make it to where he can wear his older helmet and that he's been playing for many years. The NFL denies it, and he filed another grievance for the same exact thing. The NFL once again denies it, and he moves on to say he will still play this upcoming season. This is all before he's really played, been there at training camp. Still in September, because we are currently in September of 2019, Mayock, the GM of the Raiders, sends a letter to Brown finding him for 53000 Brown responds immediately on social media and fine was for missing practice for the grievances with the helmet uh, but unhappy Brown snaps on Mayock following practice and fully goes off it gets into a war of words with his own boss the GM Mayock and calls him a cracker and punts the ball to the other side of the field saying fine me for that the next day Brown apologizes with a heartfelt apology. They say soon after, John Rudin comes out and says he will play on Monday night versus the Broncos. Now, right after that, very next day, Saturday, Brown wakes up, goes to his mailbox, and he receives another letter from the GM Mayock and says he will be fine. Two hundred and fifteen thousand. Because of that, be voiding his thirty million dollar guarantee will be on a week to week basis. Brown responds immediately through social media and added the Raiders saying, "Release me." Within hours, the Raiders release Brown, only to have it an hour later that the Patriots sign Brown to a, a one year fifteen million dollar deal with ten million guaranteed. With all of that, do you think? Antonio Brown planned this all along to get out of Oakland.
1: I really don't think that Antonio Brown planned to get out of Oakland the whole time. I think he kind of saw it as an opportunity to play for a better team uh, once he figured out that things weren't going too well in Oakland. I think he was open to the idea of playing for the Oakland Raiders whenever he got traded from the Steelers, but it was just one thing after another that kept adding up. And then once he saw the last find, that's when he he had just had enough and he was just going to try to get out of there as soon as possible. And, you know, the Patriots were right there waiting and they scooped him up and they're trying to win another Super Bowl back-to-back with Antonio Brown on the team. It's crazy.
0: I, I didn't see this coming. And I, I kind of said, just to answer the question, I do think that Antonio Brown planned it only halfway through. Now, when things were kind of going good, he was still getting his way. And I think it was all the way up to his first time getting fined by them. It wasn't the second time, it was the first time. Uh, where it was the thirty sorry $54,000 fine, which is still a lot. And they didn't have to fine him. But that second one reassured he was going to be out the door. And how much was that second one for? 215000 <laughs> that, that's, that's a lot. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'm not actually mad at him for being mad at that situation because that is completely his entire contract. He voided his $30 million guarantee, and it put him on a week-to-week basis on top of uh, those fines. Are you kidding me? How do you expect me to actually play for you? That was already... Them, they kind of ended the deal.
1: Oh, so when you think about it, do you think he was right to act out?
0: I only think he was uh, right to act out Saturday. That's the only time. Now, the first fine, hey, he getting fine because he's, he's not at practice because he can't wear a certain helmet. But he doesn't have to use that helmet during practice. So, yes, you should get fined there. You shouldn't act out. Right, like, if they wanted to find you, they, sh- they can find you. They shouldn't have found them just because you want to still be on the good side and not start off things bad in the beginning of the season. But they still had a right to. Second time, definitely no.
1: Well, I think Antonio Brown, he's just trying to uh, be an opportunist and go to a better team. But he's also really brought a lot of this stuff on himself. He keeps acting up and acting out like a child, and I guess it's worked out for him so far, but we'll see. He, I, I don't really see him staying on the Patriots any longer than a year. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I think it
0: actually will be good. I, I think it actually extends Tom Brady's uh career, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Now that everything has played out, who looks better, though? Is it going to be Antonio Brown, or is it going to be the Steelers after their loss uh, <laughs> to the Patriots just this past Sunday, 33-3? to Who looks better right now after this whole incident?
1: I, I, I actually think the Steelers will probably win this side, because Antonio Brown definitely was a distraction in the locker room. He was uh, very toxic. A lot of stuff didn't get out that he did. But I think as we go further along, some of the stuff is going to come out about the things that he did as far as miss- missing practices, missing meetings, showing up late. I think the whole situation that happened with the Steelers, with Antonio Brown, it just all boiled over to a point where they just couldn't take it anymore and he was just too much to handle. But I think the Steelers... They will learn something from this and kind of ride, in a way, a revenge tour, try to overcome Antonio Brown and play better. I know that doesn't really play into how they just played this past weekend against the Patriots, but, you know, it's the Patriots. So um, they've never beaten them at home, at least Ben Roethlisberger has never done that. So I I, I think the Steelers, they're going to be better from this point on.
0: Uh, I don't think they're going to be better because their offense is not getting any new members and Antonio Brown is a top three, if not the best receiver in the league when he plays. Now I, I actually think right now Antonio Brown still looks better only because he landed in a very comfortable spot. He actually looks like a mastermind only because he slightly planned it after a certain point, And that was only because he wasn't getting his way. So, it's a it's a lucky good fall for how it looks right now just cuz the Steelers look inept this past this first week of the of the season and of course they didn't play against actual Antonio Brown cuz that could have been a situation but not not this time around. Um And like you said, a lot of things hasn't come out. And we were trying to avoid it because it's been some instant news. But uh, Antonio Brown has been been alleged that he had a sexual assault against a Browns uh, trainer and at multiple incidents. He's being accused of it, but we don't really know where to go with it because it's still a lot to be
1: uh, known about the situation. Do you think Antonio Brown... Will last throughout the season with the Patriots? Um, I think he does. So uh, you think I'll, they put him on that straight path?
0: Well, I know it's, it's crazy because it could move all the way around again like one last time and he ends up out of the league, out of nowhere because this is a, a big allegation and Patriots can cut bait uh, I don't think they're locked into anything right now. Uh, but uh, I still think he still makes it because I think the Patriots are built for a Super Bowl run, and I never put any trying
1: to, kind of stock in the Patriots. Not me me personally. What do you mean by you don't put any stock in them? You know I hate the Patriots. That's not, <laughs> <it's> not a <laughs> –
0: Not a surprise. I'm saying I don't put any stock in them. That's why I say personally. Other people can, but me personally, I'm not going to say they're built for a Super Bowl run ever, but this is the first time it ever
1: actually came up. You never say never. Yeah, that's true. But I see a lot of people kind of putting them for a lock into the Super Bowl, but I don't think you can put any teams as a lock for the Super Bowl because it's just one game. Anybody can win one game.
0: Well... I I guess, and we're going to discuss the Patriots a little bit uh, further here, Um, but uh, there was a very impressive game and a very impressive first week of the season. We're going to work our way backwards from the Monday night games to the Sunday and all the way to the Thursday uh, night game um, with this, but it'll be really, really interesting. Now, Monday night, there were really good matchups, and the first game was quite quite impressive with the Saints versus the Texans. It went back and forth. It had everything you wanted in a first Monday night game. Um, that, but the Saints came out on top. Uh, it was a late, late drive by Drew Brees with under 35 seconds to go to lead his team to a point where he kicked,
1: kicked an amazing
0: kick, ending the game with a two-point win over the Texans who had just driven down the field seventy five yards. Uh, just Sean Watson was impressive this game and lost because the defense could not hold up. And then of course then then you had the Raiders game versus the Broncos, where everybody expected the Raiders to lose. Uh, but what actually resulted is the Raiders prevailed in this matchup. But who is more was more impressive in this first Monday night game, the Saints with their late game win or the Raiders with all odds against them?
1: It's really got to be the Saints, I think. Um, The Saints look very good. Their offense looks like it never missed a beat from last season. And it looks like they're trying to go on another Super Bowl run. Well, they've never gone to the Super Bowl (laughs) for a while. But um, it looks like they're trying to upstart themselves to get back on a Super Bowl run. Um, the Raiders, uh, I mean, they played the Broncos. The Broncos, they weren't really that good. Um, so I mean, this is, I don't think too much of that game. I mean, they were playing at home against, um, I don't even know who the coach is on that team. Yeah, Flacco.
0: Wait, wait, you know, coach, I mean, it's not coach, but quarterback, Flacco, but. You did expect the defense to be better in general. Most people did, and yes, did. everybody, yeah, and everybody had the odds against the Raiders. So my answer is actually the Raiders because the Saints are who we thought they are: winners who can drive at the end and pretty much should have been in the Super Bowl uh, last year if it wasn't for a blown call by the refs. Many of the uh, fans came dressed as refs. To kind of address the last year's situation, if you did watch the game, it was full of refs in the fan area. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I would say it's still the Raiders, because it, it's a heavy surprise that they would win. But we, a lot of people weren't still thinking logically. They, they We thought, you lose a giant weapon like that, then you can't be good. But they really didn't get to practice with uh, A.B., A.B. really, I don't like that. He he never consistently was there for more than three days with the team. So they actually joined a cohesive unit already without him. They, he was just going to be a plug-in player.
1: Yeah, um, I think at this point, that's what the rest of his career is going to be. Antonio Brown is just a plug-in player. Um, and also, the Raiders, they have a tough schedule coming up. So I don't put too much stock in them winning against the Broncos. I mean, that's fine. They're playing at home. It's an early season uh, game. Um, The Broncos, when they look back on it, they probably think, oh, we should have won that game if they're anywhere close to making the playoffs, which I don't think they will be. The Raiders, they have a terrible schedule, and they will not be good. I'll be highly surprised if they get anywhere.
0: Oh, don't get it confused. I am not riding the Raiders' wave. I'm just saying their win was more impressive because nobody had faith. That is all I'm saying. (laughs) I still don't have faith, as other people still didn't, but it's highly surprising that they actually would come out with the win, but we weren't thinking off logic. Uh, But on the other side of the Saints game, there was Deshaun Watson. He was quite impressive uh, in this Monday night game. Uh, But Deshaun Watson, he was impressive, but – Will he make it a full season with the O-line, with him putting his body on the line?
1: Yeah, I think um, he will have a full season, full 16 games, and even more than that, because I think that they will win their division, Um, because when you look at the rest of their division, (laughs) the type of quarterbacks that they have to play, Nick Foles is hurt. You don't know how long he's going to be gone, so they have a backup quarterback uh, for the Jaguars. And then, you know, the whole situation with the Colts. He got Jacoby Brissett. Uh, He's played. He started some games before, but he doesn't have that much experience. And then you have Marcus Mariota with the Titans, which I know they had an impressive win against the Browns, but, you know, the Browns are going to be the Browns. (laughs) Um, And,
0: yeah, I still have zero faith in the Titans. Um, So, yeah, I, I would say I... I don't think, uh, just to go back to the question, Deshaun Watson, I don't think he he didn't impress me, but his O-line didn't at all. I knew they picked up a O-lineman from the Miami Dolphins, and we'll talk about them pretty soon here. But uh, they look horrible, the offensive line. He got hit many, many times, and he still put on a great show. He even risked his body, but that was kind of his fault when he ran for the touchdown and he just hit his back. But he still was completely impressive still the entire game. He he probably felt it the next day, uh, today. But um, I say no, he does not make
1: it a full 16.
0: At some point, he will not be playing one of these games.
1: But do you think he actually can make it to the playoffs?
0: It's, I don't think it's about them not making it to the playoffs. Like, I think they can still win the division, but I don't think he's going to make a full 16 games. I think at some point he will be hurt to where he's not going to be playing for at least one to two weeks.
1: I'm going to say he plays every game. Deshaun Watson, he, he's a, a gamer. He's not going to miss any games. If, if it's not too serious of an injury. Because if yeah, it is a serious injury, I'm thinking that he would probably miss the rest of the season.
0: Because, you know, there's still a whole lot. It's very likely that they could win the division and be very great this year. And uh, not that situation. I still think because of possible injury due to the offensive line, he will be out in one of these games. Um, But we actually need to shine a light on the defense of the Texans. And I'm going to address J.J. Watt. Do you think that J.J. Watt is now missing Davion Clowney Since he recorded zero stats and he started the full game, and I'm talking about no tackles, no sacks, no knockdowns, no nothing other than playing on the field.
1: I think he does miss Jadeveon Clowney. And also, over these past few years, he's been injured and really hasn't been the same player. I think that he's just getting old in these um, constant injuries. They're just just really bad for him. He's not the same player. I don't even think he is, I think, one of the top 100 players. I'm not sure if he's ever made that list. Well, I don't think he made the list over the past few years. Um, J.J. Watt, he's he's on the decline. Yeah,
0: I think he is. I guess most people would ask, since he was so great just a year or two ago, um, whether he's out of his prime. I think he's below, way below his prime right now. Um, maybe, maybe this is a knee-jerk reaction, but I, I really think he's he's kind of over the hill due to all the surgeries he's had to have. For the longest, he's had an elbow brace. It has now become his image uh, to how you see JJ Watt. That that's a problem if you've always had an elbow injury
1: or back injury. Yes, and I remember at one time when J.J. J. Watt was all over the field. They were using him at tight end. I think he had a receiving touchdown, and he was just all over the place. Everybody was talking about J.J. J. Watt this and that, and now you hear nothing about J.J. J. Watt. It's all about Deshaun Watson and um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the offense. There's almost no words about the defense. Yeah, they should be ashamed. He gave them a lead, a one-point lead with
0: 30, I'm pretty sure with 32 seconds, but I'll say 35 seconds, just to make sure. Let's say 35 seconds left on the clock, and you could not hold him from a point where they could get into field goal range. It's simply a shame.
1: Yes, a prime J.J. Watt would have created some type of... uh, Any stat. (laughs) Yeah, any stat or distraction or something. He would have bulldozed somebody into Drew Brees. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely agree, and it's
1: uh, it's sad
0: that I I don't know how you can start an entire game and have no stats unless you're in certain positions. Uh, it, it just doesn't it doesn't calculate. How you get no tackles, no sacks, no half a sack? Like I, you know, those actually even exist in the NFL.
1: I guess. Um whatever offensive lineman that he went against just had him on lock.
0: I, I didn't pay attention that much, which that just caused the whole fact that he's irrelevant now uh, with the team, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I guess. Yeah. If he didn't cause any real dis- disruption.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he'll still be, uh, I guess, name, but it, that's all he is, just just the name J.J. Watt, but nothing else.
0: Okay. And, and to go to this late game, uh, I, we know how it kind of happened. Is we, a lot of people didn't really see it if you were on the East Coast, uh, but we are surprised that the Raiders did come out with the win. But the most interesting thing about that game is that the Raiders, the Raider fans were quite disrespectful to Antonio Brown. So I asked the question Are the Raiders fans wrong for chatting fuck AB at the last night game, Monday night game, after everything went down?
1: No, I don't think they're wrong for that. I think um, Antonio Brown has just, he he basically screwed the team when he he gave them the hope of him just being a, a great. A great play for the for the Raiders and something that they could build towards because, I mean, I don't think the Raiders were going anywhere this season anyway, but they were thinking that they were getting a great player in his prime and with a few added pieces they could go somewhere in maybe a couple of years. But Antonio Brown, he has he has been nothing but a distraction, has not really participated in anything with the Raiders and I don't think there's been anything positive coming from the Raiders that included Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah. I definitely. Uh, I'm with you on this one because he's worn out his welcome with the Raider full family, the fans, the the GMs, even though they still say nice things. Because uh, they're saying, like, oh, we wish you the best. We're going to plant the elephant in the room. He's not here now. We're, we're going to move on. Uh, they could say worse when it comes to the organization. Uh but they're being very professional, even though a lot of professionalism
1: is not attached to the Raiders. Yeah, um, but at least their fans are loyal. I mean that it looked like a full crowd.
0: I know yeah, we yeah. talked
1: earlier about like who's gonna support the team because they <laughs> they're supposed to be moving, but those Raider fans, they are loyal.
0: Yeah, but I don't know whether that was a residual effect of the situation. And I, just to kind of go backwards, what if Antonio Brown did mastermind this all? He, just to kind of just throw you a little bit more on the timeline, he has got traded to a team who's about to be on Hard Knocks. He was on TV all summer on HBO, got to do what he want when he wanted. it, and by the time the season actually started, he plays for the team who just won the Super Bowl.
1: I think this is all just him tripping into success. Well, I mean, we don't know if he's going to succeed yet, but it looks like he will. Um, I don't think this is anything that he planned out. Yeah, but I'm just saying
0: looking back at it, looking at the shorter part of the story line. Do you not see where he literally got everything he wanted and more?
1: Yes, he did. Um, so do you think he's a mastermind in this situation where he orchestrated everything? No, he I just to kind of review back.
0: I, I think he orchestrated it after the first uh, fine. After the first fine, he was like, hey, Drew Rosenhaus, my, his agent, uh, get me out of here. I'll I'll work out getting out of here. Like I'll get cut, but you find me a good team, and more than likely they already had teams in their pocket. Because, uh, for example, the Patriots wanted we're going to give up a second round pick for Antonio Brown when they saw he was offered up, Um, and in the end they got him. They they got somebody's masterminding,
1: or it's all
0: extreme blind luck for Antonio Brown.
1: I think it's all extreme blind luck. I don't think he orchestrated this. I would be surprised. Because I don't think all of his actions would scream intelligence. I'm not calling him dumb, but it doesn't scream intelligence.
0: True, but isn't that the way he got out of... uh, out of the Raiders? Like, if he really wanted to kind of work this, because uh, it is also said that he had an agency that was already looking for a way for him to get to on another team, to get to the actual Patriots, uh, but just to, to throw that out there, that happened too, because they'll probably come out uh, very soon, more public, but uh, AB really, if he looks back, let's say, because he wants to be more than a football player. He wants to be an overall star in everyone's mind, beyond the football. He can say, I know how to act. I, look what I did
1: with the Raiders. Yeah, that's true. But I also look back at um, the interview that he had with, I think it was ESPN, after, I think it was before when he, had the he bl- went to the Raiders.
0: When he had the uh, blind uh, mustache?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you almost have to think back and, and well, look back and see, is he just expressing himself or is that a, a man asking for help?
0: <laughs> I, I know you're right, because I did kind of think that after a while, like after it was extreme, like stuff happened every day because there was a it was crazy that he would like day after day from Wednesday to Saturday. A lot of the things happened. And one thing was he blew up on uh, GM and said, "Call him Cracker." Next, literally less than 24 hours, came back to the team and had a heartfelt apology. And literally less than another 24 hours, told them to release him.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know Antonio Brown. He's unpredictable. Oh, that's yo. He beyond uh, unpredictable. He he.
0: You know how I, I don't know if it's just me, but how you would think of Rihanna uh just being like she would be random and adventurous and uh, you un- way unpredictable that's how i think not in a, a girlish way but like he just that un-
1: <laughs> unpredictable yeah uh I, I don't what's his next move i don't know oh i don't I, if this thing is true his
0: whole so sexual allegations of rape and everything is true especially after the details i we just read if that is true, oh, he's going to be in the XFL.
1: <laughs> wow, that's crazy how you think that he still can play football after well, all of those allegations. Because he can. That, you do not know where we are. We're in America. Like,
0: and, and realistically, one of the other teams in the NFL will probably take a chance uh, once he's free to uh, be in the NFL. But maybe, let's say he gets kicked out. I'm telling you, the biggest thing, to boost the XFL that will be starting in January of 2020, because they're starting back up, he would he would gross so much money from being on any one of those teams.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. so a lot of if, controversy.
0: Yeah, because he can literally say, you know what, I'm the best uh, receiver out here in my prime, and I took my talents to a whole nother league.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Now I run this league. Now I'm the big <laughs> headliner because he would be.
1: Yes, he definitely would be. And he could promote his own brand. Like he can he, do what like he wants. Does.
0: He can literally do what he wants.
1: So, so does you know, that I fall back into like this being week. a mastermind?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not throwing that into masterminding, but I'm saying I think he's still going to fall kind of softly. If he doesn't go to jail, as long as he doesn't go to jail, he's still going to fall pretty softly when it comes to NFL career, simply because of his talent.
1: Yeah, I guess I have to agree.
0: Yeah, Uh, but moving along, because we kind of rounded back to him. Uh, Is it fair for the players in Miami after their loss to the Ravens, Ravens 59 to 10 for them to start requesting trades from the Dolphins?
1: Um, I guess in a way, uh, well, I'm I'm going to try to bring this to a a, a, kind of like a comparison. They're trying to be like NBA players and request for a trade when they don't like their situation, but it, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, in the NFL, you sign the contract, you're going to play it out until the team wants to trade you. But I, I don't know. That's a... Sticky situation. I, I don't. I don't know which side to be on because well, I, I know that that I'm team is saying, terrible.
0: Well, I'm just saying whether whether it's fair because I do think it's fair for them to start asking for trades because it's very clear as we discussed in the last episode that the Dolphins are tanking even before the season started and if a 59 to 10 loss does not tell you that and we know Lamar Jackson was amazing. But a 59-10 to 10 loss at home, uh, tell you, is nobody's fully trying, and they they want to lose so they can get the quarterback they want, Tua.
1: Yeah, they just might be. And um, I, I really think that this team, they played so badly the first game because they definitely weren't ready. But when it comes to the next game against the Patriots, they're actually going to be up for that one.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I know it's a division one, but you're not going to con me that the Patriots aren't going to smash the Miami's head all the way in uh, for this next game. Are you serious? Uh, this is a give me division now. And I I, I don't even want to rush that conversation because I definitely have this in, in the uh, questioning. But who do you think has a better receiving core uh, now? Is it going to be the Patriots with Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman, uh, Josh Gordon, Philip Dorset, Dorset, and possibly Gronk later on in because he could come back, uh, or the Browns with Odell Beckham, Jar- Jarvis Landry, Antonio Car- Carlisle, or uh, Richard Huggins. Sorry, yeah, Higgins, or is it going to be the Texans with DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Kiki
1: uh, Country? I'm I'm surprised you left out the Chiefs receiving core. Um because they have a pretty good receiving core. Oh, are you booking the Chiefs cuz you can pick who you will. Has the better <laughs> uh, receiving core. Um really I think with the the best Antonio Brown without without the distractions and outside media, the Patriots have the best receiving core. They have the best potential. Um I would say that they might have the best team to go 19 and 0, like they well they didn't meet that, but 18 and 0, close to that, go go to the Super Bowl and, and win it with while being undefeated um, with this receiving core, and I also think that plays into um, their defense too, because their defense is really good. Um, yeah, their defense has never started out this well. At least for a long time, because their defense usually takes some weeks before they really um, start gelling together. So, I just to answer your question, I think the Patriots have the best receiving core.
0: Gotcha, uh, and I, I I agree also because for many reasons, it's gonna be the Patriots, and I don't like favoring the Patriots for anything. So you you're just gonna know it's very honest. Uh, it's gonna be Antonio Brown. Uh, Josh Gordon who both could be the top receiver in the league Jer- Julia Ellerman who always eats when it comes to him and Tom Brady uh, you got Philip Dautry who's just a simple backup on the backup after the backup and if Grant chooses to come out of retirement somewhere around the playoffs who is stopping this offense
1: um, who has the best defense I guess I-, I guess the Chicago Bears but they don't play them And I don't think the Bears will get that far.
0: Okay, so uh, you actually gave me a good question there. Who has, from just what we've seen now, who has the best offense and
1: defense on one team? Right now? Other than the Patriots. Oh, okay. Other than the Patriots, okay. Um, Just going off of what happened this past week, I would say the Ravens. I know they played a terrible team in the Dolphins, but they did drop 59. And uh, teams don't usually score 59 that often. So, I think that the Ravens have the best offense right now. Lamar Jackson, he looked like an absolute um, elite quarterback. And their defense locked the Dolphins down. So, that, that would be my choice right now.
0: Honestly, I think that was a lopsided score. Extremely lopsided score because they just could read what the Players who weren't supposed to be starters' actions. So I, I can't tell a whole lot from that game other than LaVar, LaVar Jackson is a real quarterback. Uh, and they can be pretty good, but I don't know whether they're going to be good this year when it comes to the Ravens. I'm not going to say it's the Ravens, and I might just to answer the question on uh, who has a good offense and defense from what I see pre any other game. Uh, other than week one and what we know pr- from the past season, I'm going to say nobody, honestly, because the Chiefs don't have a great defense. They have an amazing offense. That's the only offense that's even comparable to the offense that the Patriots have. And I would have said the Texans, but after they failed, uh, even though against a good Saints team, matter, matter of fact, the closest team might be the Saints. And they, they weren't doing what, the Patriots defense was doing.
1: So (laughs) I don't think the Saints defense is that good. I think they're pretty mediocre, really. Exactly.
0: Um, So who? So who? What's what's
1: your good? My my pick is the Patriots. They look like they have the best combination of offense and defense.
0: I agree. So, uh, this goes right into the uh, last question on this. Uh, does the Patriots look like the clear AFC favorite to make it to the Super Bowl again with the addition of all the great talent surrounding Tom Brady?
1: Yes, they definitely look like the favorite. But, you know, anything can happen. Um, yeah, cause... Any team can beat any team on any day. It only takes one game.
0: Uh, in most cases, actually, in all of... All the other 31 teams in the NFL, that is true. But that is not true for these Patriots. Like you said, I actually think they can go undefeated this year. If Antonio Brown plays on this team, this team could go undefeated. I, With this addition, I feel it makes them a clear Super Bowl winner. And it's for many, 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 many reasons. Solid organization. Been in the Super Bowl Uh, Looks like about, what, five out of the past eight, maybe less than that, uh, Super Bowls, uh, especially the last four. Um, Great coach who's been proven and is a mastermind. A longstanding quarterback who is treated and crowned as the greatest uh, quarterback out there, even though he didn't have a great performance in the last Super Bowl, along with their current team. Like, they have back history on top of the current stable team.
1: Just built. All of that stuff leads into them being the Super Bowl favorite, but I think you know it's. I don't see the whole nineteen and zero happening. Uh, I, I don't think that's just possible. It's very hard to do. Anybody can beat you on any given day. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want that distraction. Them trying to be perfect. Okay. Uh I, I don't think they're going to be trying to be perfect. I think it's just going to happen. And I thought, wow,
0: it's just going to possibly be very easy. I think it's going to be easy all throughout the division. The division is trash. We saw what the Jets did this past uh, week, and I think that's going to keep going that way. We know Miami is tanking, and then you have uh, – what's the last team?
1: The Buffalo the Bills. They beat the uh, Come Jets. on. The,
0: the always forgettable Buffalo Bills. They're not winning – more than six games this year. We all know this. Uh, so, yeah. That's pretty we, we, generous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's bad. That's extremely bad out of 16 games. I'm saying that six games is generous.
1: But their defense is good. That's the only thing that's really keeping them together.
0: Yeah, but that's like, like you said, six games is, are generous. That, that's, a, that's a generous amount uh, to how many games they would win this season. Uh, but out of week one, I'm going to throw out a couple different scores, and you're going to tell me what impressed you most in week one in the NFL. Uh, we had the Cowboys and Giants game where the Cowboys won 35 to 17. We had the 49ers versus the Bucks where the 49ers uh, won 31 to 17. The Cardinals and Alliance ended up in a tie where Kyler Murphy uh, actually kind of showed uh, a, a little. Uh, flashes of what he's worth. Uh, then we had the Sunday night game uh, where there was the Patriots versus the Steelers, thirty-three to zero. Patriots of course trampled them. Uh, Saints versus Texans, which is a Monday night game, thirty to 20, 28. Raiders versus Broncos, Raiders come out with a win, twenty-four to sixteen. Be- Packers versus Bears, Packers come out ten to three. Very slow game. Uh, now and that was Thursday night. Chiefs versus Jaguars. Chiefs score forty points and Jaguars were scored 30, 20, 26 with Nick Fos getting hurt on a dime of a pass on the first drive. Uh, and then you have the Vikings versus Falcons where the Vikings come out with a win twenty eight to twelve. Titans and versus Browns where Browns get trampled uh, forty three to thirteen against the t- Tennessee Titans. Bills versus Jets and Jets come up re- a little short. And the Bills win 17 to 16. Uh, the Rev- Ravens win against the Dolphins, of course, trampling them also 59 to 10. Rams beating the Panthers with a close game th- 30 to 27. Eagles versus the Redskins 32 to 27. Seahawks versus Bengals, Seahawks come out with a win 21 to 20, close game. And then the last game, Chargers versus Colts, where the Chargers come out with the win 30 to 24. What impressed you most?
1: I think what impressed me the most was Dak Prescott. He had basically a perfect game. He played very well. I did not expect that. I expected, you know, well, I did expect him to win, but I thought it would be a low-scoring, rushing attack that would be leading the Dallas Cowboys. But Dak, he threw it any way he wanted to. I know the Giants, they're... They're projected to be a bad team, but he looked really good, and if he keeps playing like this, he could definitely be an MVP candidate. Yeah, I
0: would say the same. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about MVP. Actually, I'm gonna backtrack that. I don't know about MVP quarterback. I just think he was he was always worth the money. He was the best stable replacement for Romo. Like, I don't think they've ever needed to play games with him about the money. He fits the system best. He knows the system. He's shown he's a model citizen, uh, being a part of the Cowboys. And uh, Texas is a big state. to kind of live up to be the starting quarterback for. Um, So overall, I say they should have never played with him. But he's just proving
1: that he deserves the dollars that they're hesitant on giving him. So you don't think he's able to win an MVP this season if he keeps playing like that? Yeah, of course if he's playing like that, but I don't think he's going to keep playing like that. Not like that, that. (laughs) Well, of course not. He's not going to put up those exact numbers every game, but if he keeps consistently showing up, I think with all the hype around the Cowboys, he could definitely win the MVP because it's all about storyline.
0: Well, then they can't uh, lose less – can't win – sorry, they can't lose more than two games in the division
1: if that happens. Okay, I can agree with that. Because
0: there are six games in the division, and you cannot, absolutely cannot in that situation, lose two games in the division. And the NFC East is always tough with the Eagles, the Redskins, the Giants, and the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I agree. And their biggest competition is the Eagles. The Eagles—they gave up a lot of points to the Redskins. It looked like they all—they were almost gonna lose the game, but you know the Redskins aren't that good, so they caught up pretty easily. Um, but I—I I think they're—they will be fighting for the division with the Eagles.
0: Yeah, and just to kind of go off a little bit there, because I just kind of can pop my head. I think the Eagles overall, uh, their project with Wentz, won't ever hit. it's it's hype that they expect it to be, that he's going to deliver a Super Bowl to Philly. I think it's going to be a situation of the same exact story that it became where Wentz was balling that year, got hurt, Nick Fould came in for pretty much half the season, balled out on the second side, became the MVP of the Super Bowl, and won the only Super Bowl, and won MVP of the Super Bowl for the franchise of the Philadelphia Eagles, which that is their only Super Bowl in franchise history.
1: I don't think he will ever win a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Wow, that's a really bold thing to say. but I know. I can agree with that, though. <laughs> because I think there's so much hype around Carson Wentz that he just can't live up to it. I mean, it, we have to wait and see, but I I don't think he's going to live up to it. He's probably going to get hurt again. And it's going to be this constant, oh, he can be this good, but he just never reaches it.
0: Yes, I I agree. Uh, just, I think due to circumstance, it's it's just going to be unfortunate for him. It's a simple situation. He will never be the beloved quarterback, even though he was put in the – like he was solidly put in the position to be the beloved quarterback. He was supposed to be the Ben Roeth- Roethlisberger of Philly. He he just was set up for that completely, and he was coming through. And then, you know, uh, history makes fools of us all and made Foles the MVP quarterback, the only MVP quarterback and the only Super Bowl uh, winner for the Philadelphia Eagles, which can't ever be understated, ever.
1: Yeah, he he won one for them.
0: Um, Not just one, they only have one. That, that's what makes it, it's, it's like that's like uh, LeBron winning it for Cleveland, and I know that's some kind of giving him a big standard with it being LeBron. I'm just saying what he did in that moment was as big as uh, LeBron because he he was a big part in that. And that, yeah. that was a, a significant.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Nick Foles, he will always go down in history for the Philadelphia Eagles as their. Uh, I guess first Super Bowl winning quarterback. If they don't win anymore,
0: <laughs> just not not just their first Super Bowl winning quarterback, but the MVP winning
1: for well, quarterback of the Super Bowl. Well, More most times the player. quarterback is going to win the, the MVP.
0: No, 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 no. Because uh, let's say uh, look at the Ravens or. Uh, like it, it, it's certain circumstances where you get quarterback get super rings where the defense was the one who actually won it. Uh, let's look at your, Joe Flacco. Uh, let's look at even last year, Tom Brady wasn't amazing.
1: Well, actually, in the situation with Joe Flacco, he won that MVP for the Super Bowl. Mm, uh, <laughs> you don't give him I, the credits. He was good uh, at that time.
0: Okay, okay, I'll give him that. I I'll give him that. I'll back off of that one. Uh really but
1: yeah. <laughs> I think I think Joe Flacco is the equivalent of Nick Foles. They are the same quarterback.
0: Hmm. Uh I could I can see that being that way, but I think Nick Foles was actually gonna ball out this year until he got hurt on the first pass he threw. The first pass he threw was a an absolute an amazing dime of a touchdown while he was getting hit up under his ribs. So it's not like he caused himself to really get hurt. He was doing what he was supposed to do. And he did it as best he could do it in, in that one play.
1: Yeah, he did, but um, the Jaguars aren't going anywhere.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but <laughs> to move uh, that one along too, um, with week one, are the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, going to live up to all their high expectations.
1: Well, I'm just going to go back to what people were thinking, or at least Browns fans, that they could go to the Super Bowl. And no, they're not going to live up to those expectations. I, I mean, I definitely thought the Browns would win this game, but that is the complete opposite of what actually happened. They got destroyed, mainly in the second half. Because it was a, a close game for a, a good bit. But then after the the first half, the, the Titans just unleashed on them. And then Baker Mayfield trying to make a comeback. He just started playing like trash. I mean, he wasn't playing that great before that. But he just threw interception after interception. And I think yeah. that's going to play into the rest of the season. They are so... they're so, in a way, full of themselves that they think they can just show up and the other team's just going to bow down. But that's just not going to happen. Everybody is going to put them in their place and say that you're still the Browns until you prove it.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you on this. Uh, They have put high expectations on themselves, and they were quite convincing because we were all fooled. But when you lose against the Tennessee Titans, I am so glad I'm not a betting man because I, I would have for sure bet that the, the Browns would beat the Tennessee Titans and that the Broncos would beat the Raiders. Like, I would I would just been sure upon sure that would happen. But that is not what happened. It was the opposite effect. The Browns got beat down by the Tennessee Titans titans who really had a quarterback controversy just in the preseason they didn't really know who they were going to start at quarterback even though they had a undisputed franchise quarterback that's weird of course but that was the situation so i I, of course it's still early to pull the trigger but i don't think they're going to live up to their high expectations but moving along does the browns have a target on their back after so much talk.
1: Yes, they do have a target on their back. Um really if they keep, you know, talking like they're a a real big um Super Bowl contender and not showing up, everybody is going to give them their best game cuz they want to shut them up and show them that you're still the Browns. You have not gotten past that Owen 16 or one fifteen season, you need to come and show that you can actually compete and stay relevant along with the better teams.
0: I I completely agree. Um they have a big target on their back. They're they're like Super Bowl winners, uh to in everybody else's mind. They they, they won the off season Super Bowl mental battle, but on the field they have not proven anything, and they're as much as they say they're the certain team. They know exactly what to say. They know exactly what to say. They are used to the, to the spotlight when it comes down to the quarterback, the receivers, all of that. But you have Odell Beckham out here wearing a three hundred thousand dollar watch in a football game, for show, for what, for absolute what? Because they're about the show. They're about to talk, and they. They have the talent to get there, but I think there's too much distracting them to actually
1: be successful. Yes, I agree. And also, the coach, he doesn't have that much experience. To my knowledge, I think he only – well, I'm thinking that this is his first head coaching job. I know he took over for the previous coach last year, but now you have something to live up to. Nobody was expecting you to do much. Um, after the coach, the previous coach, got fired last season. But now, um, I think his name is Freddie Kitchens. He's looking – well, well, people are looking for him to cook up a Super Bowl, but I I don't think that's going to happen, at least not anytime soon.
0: Honestly, I think Cleveland as a city for the franchise, they would be happy with two wins in the playoffs. Like, they, they would be happy if they got to a divisional uh, round play, uh, playoff position and they just lose there. Like, I, re- I really think they would be happy with the results and just be happy about the, them going forward. They're very, very new in general. But I don't think this team is going to, it's built to last. It looks like it's built to last, but I think it,
1: something's going to come bust before the, the season en- ends. Yeah, I think there's too many egos on the team. Um, Baker Mayfield has a huge ego. I think before the season, he had called out um, Odell Beckham Jr. and I think Jarvis Landry at practice, just talking to them any type of way. But I don't think that's going to continue, especially if they keep losing.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, just uh, still going into the first w- week of the NFL. Lamar Jackson was highly efficient with five total touchdowns, two rushing, and throwing for three touchdowns with close to 200 yards in rushing and over 300 yards passing. Um, Now you have the AFC North, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, and Ravens. After week one, do you still have confidence in the Browns to win this division? Or does it shift more towards the Ravens with Lamar Jackson's performance?
1: Well, really, I never thought that the Browns were going to win the division. I thought the Steelers would come out on top in this division. I know they look bad against the Patriots, but I think they'll still make a comeback. But their biggest competition just might be the Ravens. I didn't expect the Ravens to come out on fire like this. Um, I didn't think they added anything that was significant, but it looks like their their offense is, is rolling. Um, and also, Lamar Jackson, he did not carry the ball that much, which is good. You don't want your quarterback to be taking all those hits, and he's not like a really big-built type of quarterback.
0: He only rushed, I think it was a total of seven times uh, when it, uh, and two designed actual runs. Uh, they didn't actually pull out design runs a lot here. The other times he was running and scrambling because that was the option that was available. And of course he's highly successful at running uh because he's extremely fast. To answer the question, my confidence is in the Ravens. I never thought the Steelers were gonna be extremely impressive this year. Uh, because yeah, you you don't have as many weapons. And Ben Roethlisberger is old. Uh nobody's <laughs> talking about it, but he should be out of the league. After this year, I I I don't I don't yeah I'm gonna say it now. Ben Roethlisberger will no longer be in the league after this year, and I know, I'm just gonna say it like that because I don't think he has anything like the aged quarterbacks have that are in the NFL right now, or even the new class of quarterbacks have right now.
1: I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger still has a. Probably a, a couple more good years in him. I I think Ben Roethlisberger he just had a bad showing against the Patriots, um, and he will bounce back from this. I I don't think you can just kick him out the league. He's not Eli Manning. Mm,
0: and And it, it, it's hard to get Eli Manning out of uh, off the Giants. He won those two Super Bowls in there. Hey, they're gonna let him stay as long as he likes. Um, <laughs> but Ben Roethlisberger he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, actually, that's, they're really kind of a remnant of the same type of quarterback. Uh, and I guess that's why he will stay there for a while also, because uh, he is a um, legend when it comes to the Steelers. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm pulling it towards the Ravens. The Ravens just look like, hands down, the best team out of the division. And they're probably going to smash the Browns. They're they're going to smash the Steelers unless the Steelers come up with some good defense. And I have zero faith in the Bengals. So, yeah, they're going to smash them too.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say they're going to smash any of those teams. I, I think they will all be competitive games. Because I, I think looking at that Dolphins game, going them going against the Dolphins, I think that's a probably a bad representation of what it's going to be like for the Ravens going forward. I think that um, they'll still be a, a really good team. But they're not going to be killing teams like that. Um, definitely not the Steelers, and I don't think the Browns either. But they probably will do that to the Bengals. Okay, I, you'll. I'll meet you in the middle of the season, and we'll see what it
0: looks like. Uh, but and the last going to last subject for the uh, first week of the NFL. Did Kyler Murray and the Cardinals show they are better than their first three quarters of play? Or did the Detroit Lions show they still aren't an inept
1: franchise? I think it was more of the Detroit Lions looking inept and not knowing how to finish a game. Um, I mean, the way this game ended, people acted like the Arizona Cardinals won. I mean, it, it, it was a tie. I know,
0: yeah, I, know I agree. The... <laughs> yeah, it was a tie. and It sucks for our like, first game of the season to be a tie. But yeah, if we are acting like the Cardinals won.
1: Yeah, the Cardinals didn't win this game. It, it was an amazing comeback, but they did not win. Um, but I, I guess just for a moral victory, the the Cardinals got a moral victory. Um, this yeah. is Colin Murray's first start. He was able to amount a comeback against a professional team, and I think this is something good that he can carry into the future. But you know, you need to get a W on that column, not a T.
0: Well, I say I'll give you a different perspective. With it being a tie, and a tie means no one won, no one lost. If in the quarter of opinion another team's won, that's the best win you're going to get out of a tie. So overall, I say the Cardinals did win out of the situation because otherwise they would have lost. They weren't on the other side of this just hands down going to be the winner of the situation. Um, and yes, I agree. I, 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 so I, I'll mix the answer. I don't think it's that the Cardinals show that they were better in, than they were in the first three quarters. I, I do agree that, that it's an ineptitude uh, with the franchise of the Detroit Lions. Uh, nobody has the faith that they're going anywhere that they're doing anything this season, next season, we might as well throw out the next three seasons
1: when it comes to line I, I don't know I mean they, they could you know add some pieces and turn some things around and be relevant but I agree the Cardinals will not do too much this season it'll just be a fill out year for um, Kyle Murray and it also kind of sucks for Larry Fitzgerald who's played for multiple different quarterbacks that have sucked and I hope he can kind of wait a couple of seasons and try to build some one. chemistry with Colin Mary.
0: He had one good one.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, won. that was so long ago. That was he, that long ago.
0: Come on, I, I, he, his career, we're talking about his career, so we got to say a lot of years anyway, but he had one. That's the one I'm gonna, That's my point. He had one. And that one got him to the Super Bowl.
1: <sighs> but that, that's not enough. That's like getting so close but, to that, 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 winning, and then you don't get anything. But that's
0: how it goes for a lot of players in the league. So you can't, that, that can literally be the exact same story for, uh, Randy Moss. And I think he's the second best receiver ever.
1: Behind yeah, Gary that's, Rice. yeah, that's true. But he lost in the most ultimate, like just disappointing way because they both
0: lost in uh, ultimately bad, bad way They he, Uh, Randy Moss, y'all went undefeated as the Patriots and as a Patriots fan as in you uh, went undefeated that year y'all were, hands down, supposed to win that Super Bowl y'all were supposed to go undefeated like the Miami Dolphins did many years ago and kill their whole meeting each year where they drink to teams not going undefeated but, yeah like uh, no, I, I think it's exactly equal it's not worse on that Randy Moss side
1: well, I, I guess as a fan of the team, it's worse because you you were just so close to being perfect and you just oh, come not short. Oh, I
0: thought you meant you were worse for uh, for um, Larry Fitzgerald. No. Okay, you were saying for Randy Moss. Okay, so we agree on that, but I say it, it's kind of equal on getting to a point and you're not getting a Super Bowl, but you at least had a good quarterback.
1: Yeah, I and, mean, he had a couple good season but team with a good quarterback. quarterback.
0: Randy Moss had two good quarterbacks. He had Dante Culpepper and he had Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, um, he also had Colin Kaepernick. He so he did play in another Super Bowl.
0: Mm, that was when Colin Kaepernick was good that year, but eh, I don't know. I don't really count that like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm talking about more of a longevity of a good quarterback, not a one year of a good quarterback.
1: Oh, that's uh.
0: <laughs> it had even, was he good, good those uh, following years? We're not going to act like Colin Kaepernick was the best quarterback out here or he was in a legitimately good, good quarterback after that year.
1: No, he was still good after that year. Um, his career did take a, a downward spiral um, after that, but he was still a good quarterback.
0: Mm, I I'll I'll beg to differ on that one. We we can disag- we can agree to disagree. Well, we'll just disagree. I'm ugly <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Uh, but um uh we we'll, for the last subject uh there are some really great matchups for week two and I'll just point out a few. We have our the Cardinals with Colin Murphy versus the Ravens with Lamar Jackson uh Sunday at one o'clock. We have the Bucks versus Panthers. Uh, on Thursday night game, and that's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Vikings versus Packers, Cowboys versus Redskins, a divisional game. Patriots versus Miami Dolphins, divisional, but we know Miami is tanking. Uh, Chiefs versus Raiders, where the Chiefs should smack the Raiders, or we're going to change our mental about the Raiders. Uh, Then we have the Saints versus Rams. Uh, Eagles versus Falcons and the Browns versus Jets. We need to see the, whether the Browns are actually going to come up with a win here. Uh, but who is more likely to go 0-2 in the first, sorry, the second week of the NFL? Is it going to be the Bucks where they play the Panthers? Is it going to be Miami where they play the Patriots? Or is it going to be the Browns where they play the Jets?
1: Well, it's got to be the Dolphins. I mean, if the Patriots play exactly how they did against the Steelers, the Dolphins have no chance because they they're just an an inept team. They don't have anything. Um, they the team is just trash. I, I agree. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I simply agree. We we all know they're they're tanking. The t- uh, players are asking for trades, but uh, I would say another team. I, I think it's going to be the Bucs or it's going to be Miami. Of course, it's going to be Miami, but I also think the Bucs will go on too and somehow the Panthers come out with a win. Um, but out of these matchups, who do you think will surprise you most and put on a big show
1: in week two? I think the Vikings will put on another big show. Um quietly the vikings they beat they really beat down the falcons the falcons didn't really do much in that game um even kirk cousins he didn't even have to throw the ball that much that game was basically a blowout it was bigger than what the ending score showed um and then they they played the packers which did the, the packers they did not look good when they when they played the uh, the bears um I mean, their defense looked good, but their offense looked terrible. I couldn't believe how bad the offense looked. Um, and I think the the Vikings, they will win against the Packers.
0: Okay. And I actually think that's that's a good choice because they are playing at the Packers. Um, not a lot of talk has been going on about the Vikings, but I think there's a better choice on who would surprise me if they, were, they had a big show for week two and went 2-0. and It would be the Raiders. If the Raiders beat the Chiefs, I'm going to think differently about the
1: Raiders. Simple as that. So, are you basing this on an if, or are you saying this is going to happen? Well, the question is, who would surprise you if they put on
0: a big show in week two? And the, the biggest, longest odds would be, I think, the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Uh, now, I wouldn't be su- at, like even though we think that the Patriots are going to trample the Miami Dolphins, I wouldn't even be as surprised if the Dolphins beat the Patriots on in a divisional matchup, and it just came out that the Miami Dolphins won. Woohoo! They get one week. I think it would be a surprise and a big surprise if the Raiders actually uh, won against the Chiefs and become two and zero in the second week.
1: It wouldn't be a surprise, but it's it's also a divisional game, just like the Patriots and Dolphins. And the Raiders did give them a pretty close game um, last season. So I don't think that's too far-fetched for the Raiders to come up with a win. And they're playing at home.
0: Mm, I I hear you, but I still don't think there's a lot of faith in the Raiders, as we've lamented earlier in the episode. Uh, But, yeah, we can... Differ on that, but I do still think it's a good choice. If you did choose the Vikings, um, and last question before we go to the to the question part, the trivia part of this episode, uh, do you ex- what do you expect from Week Two in these big matchups?
1: Um, is there a specific one or?
0: <laughs> well, uh, well I'll, I'll guess I'll run down the line, and you just give me a quick uh, who. You, what do you expect? Um, Cardinals versus Ravens, uh, Saints versus Rams, Chiefs versus Raiders. And just to give you one more Browns versus
1: Jets. Um, a really good game. Um, that's, I don't think it's been talked about is the Seahawks versus the Steelers. I think this will be a really good game to watch. Um, two franchises that have been doing well. um, over the past few seasons. They have two um franchise quarterbacks and Russell Wilson and Ben roethlisberger Um you would say that he's on his last leg, but I think he still has a, a couple more good years in him. But I think that would be a great game to watch.
0: Well that's
1: I, I like that you came up with one I didn't even list because I didn't think it was worth
0: mentioning. I didn't think it, uh Seahawks versus Steelers were it's worth mentioning at all because I am a Seahawks fan but I just didn't I don't see the Steelers being that great this year, and I don't see that game being too interesting for anyone who likes the Steelers, I'm not saying I do for I just don't see it being that interesting interesting
1: mm-hmm. also um well, one thing that you say is it won't be that interesting. Are you saying that the Seahawks are gonna blow them out? No, not at all, I just don't think it's gonna be interesting,
0: just like the Super Bowl wasn't that interesting. <laughs>
1: I think it will be interesting because, I mean, the Bengals gave the Seahawks a run for their money. So I I think this game will be very interesting. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's what people are looking for. I think the biggest game uh, people are really going to like is going to be the Saints versus the Rams. Uh, it's a rematch of what happened last year. Uh, so I think that's going to be the biggest game uh, that people want to look at. And it's gonna be. I think the Saints come out with this win. I think they they rally and they, I think they're gonna be on a a head hunt for this whole season. They're they're ripping off heads the entire season unless they lose pace somewhere in the middle of the season or the bye week somehow takes them out of the mode of being killers. I, I think that that wouldn't hit them until after game six. I think they. Possibly go six and zero, and I haven't really looked at their schedule.
1: Well, just to run down their schedule, of course they play the Rams next, and then they play the Seahawks, then they play the Cowboys, then Buccaneers, and then Jaguars and Bears. Okay. okay,
0: well it looks like those next couple games after, actually the next three games are rough games. Uh, they're not supposed to be gimme games, but I think they have it like they they have the touch right now. And hopefully the the tail end there of their um, actual season is less, lesser because it looks like after those next three games, it gets a little bit easier for them, but you never really know in the NFL any day, any team can win. <laughs> but uh, this has been, so you think, you know, sports, we're going to make it kind of quick on these questions here. I'm not going to try to talk it out too much on these, uh, but Go ahead with the first question. We will meet you next Wednesday where we'll review week two of the NFL. And if there's news in the NBA, we'll also give that to you.
1: Which of the following colleges did Alvin Kamara attend? A, Georgia, B, Tennessee, or C, Florida? E, that is hard. And I'm really not sure.
0: Alvin Kamara... Uh, he plays for the Saints? Or is yes. That? Yeah, oh, come on. Sure. I, your favorite I quarterback. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I know. I like my quarterback, but I'm not going to forget his name. Uh, but uh, I just had to make sure. I'm not trying to mess up uh, what team they're on.
1: Uh, but go one more time with the question and answer, and I'll go ahead and answer it pretty quickly here. Which of the following colleges did Alvin Kamara attend? A. Georgia, B, Tennessee, or C, Florida? I'm really not sure. This is going
0: to be a pure guess, and I'm guessing it's going to be either Georgia or it's going to be Florida. Uh, I think of him as probably a Florida guy, so I'll say Florida. I'm going to go with Florida.
1: That is wrong. Uh, it's actually Florida. Tennessee. Wow. I would have never known that. <laughs> Who pays attention to Tennessee football? Nobody. But um, oh, yeah, exactly. he also <laughs> he also did attend Alabama, um, but he transferred to Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I, I, cause
0: I was like, I, it just didn't make sense. Uh, but yeah, go ahead for the next question.
1: Which of the following current NFL players have not won a Heisman Trophy? A. Cam Newton. B. Carson Wentz. Or C. Mark
0: Ingram um, and I, I do I'm pretty sure I know this one and he said who won a Heisman trophy which is the trophy that's given to the best player of college that's over any school uh, you just had to have an, an amazing performance for
1: that year to win the Heisman trophy
0: go ahead again with the question and answer
1: which of the following current NFL players have not won a Heisman trophy a. Cam Newton, B. Carson Wentz, or C. Mark Ingram.
0: And like I'm, I'm pretty sure on this question. And if if you know the answer, you'll probably be able to go ahead and answer it quick here uh, too. But the Heisman, just to say again, is the like the MVP of the league when it comes to college. Um, and I already know that Mark Ingram. He won a Super Bowl. I'm mean, sorry, not won a Super Bowl. He won a Heisman. And you said Cam Newton with the first one, correct? Yes. Okay. So and then I know Cam Newton won one also. Uh, so it will be B, and that's Carson Wentz.
1: That is correct.
0: Uh, okay. And for the last question,
1: which of the following current NFL players were not drafted in both the NFL? in Major League Baseball. A Matt Ryan. B Jameis Winston or C Tom Brady? Hmm.
0: And I, I think I know this answer. I just kinda gotta think about it just a little bit more because I'm pretty sure I know on this one, um it's only a few players who've gotten selected in both leagues, baseball and football. The latest one was Kyler Murphy. He was actually uh, drafted number one to the Oakland A's uh, this past in the MLB. He actually could have gotten more money, and I I think he's going to end up back in baseball. Just as a side note, Um, but uh, but he decided to go with football and became the number one pick in the NFL draft. Um, Go ahead one more time with the question and answer. I'll answer and we'll visit you the next. We'll see you again next Wednesday uh, when we come out with the
1: next episode. Which of the following current NFL players were not drafted in both the NFL and Major League Baseball? A, Matt Ryan, B, Jameis Winston, or C, Tom Brady?
0: And I'll go ahead and answer it out. It's going to be Tom Brady. He he did not get drafted in both. Uh, He actually was... So he was lucky to be in the NFL how he looked when he first started.
1: That is wrong. It's actually Matt Ryan. Yeah.
0: I thought Matt Ryan was actually he was selected in baseball.
1: Yep. He was an eighteenth round pick in nineteen ninety five out of high school as a catcher.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. By the Montreal Expos. I honestly did not expect to lose that one. Uh but just to kind of give uh, extra information, another player who uh, people a lot of people know who got drafted in both it was also Russell Wilson. He was kind of deciding on whether he was going to uh, play baseball or football, but he's been highly successful in football also. But this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We have many fun things throughout the week comments updates and our main piece the podcast and we'll see you later good night